Can the Gophers keep a win streak going? We're talking Michigan State predictions today. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What up, beautiful people? You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And we've got our weekly co-host, Tristan Spanford, on with us as well to get back after these predictions. Now we got a dub. We got a dub, Tristan. We got Floyd back here. I haven't had you on the show since then. How are you feeling, my man? I am feeling great. I mean, that was everything I expected it to be. It was so, so boring. And it was so, so dramatic as usual. So luckily, we we finally got the ball to bounce our way at the end of the drama, though. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm right there with you. Now, before we jump into more thoughts, I do have to give a shout out to Game Time, who is bringing you this episode today. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. But I want to jump into not just this Iowa game, Tristan, with you. I want to jump into the whole first half of the season. What is one thing that stands out to you this season with this Gophers team through the first half of the year? It's got to be inconsistencies. Inconsistencies have are all over the whole first half. And it's it's when we're we're high, we're high, and when we're low, we're so low. And there's we have to find a way to just keep it level and, you know, play a consistent football game and put it together. Even with this Iowa game, it was times where it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? And then there's times where it's like, okay, let's, let's go. We're moving the ball. I think it's finding that in between the finding that right, that steadiness would be ideal to finish out the second half. I don't know if you saw me cheesing and in the middle of that, but you just kind of gave a teaser to what our final over under at the very end of this show is going to be. And I think a lot of fans or a lot of listeners are going to laugh at this one. You're going to get a good kick out of it as well. But before we, that's a good teaser, but let's keep our eyes here. Um, the biggest thing for me kind of goes hand in hand with you. One thing that stands out to me is that how much time the young players have been getting on the field and that goes with the inconsistency maybe a little bit whether it was forced due to an injury or whether it was just kind of they earned it there's been a lot of younger players on this field and you can tell there's been those mistakes there's been those flashes of like oh this kid could be really good and then all of a sudden you're like what just happened what were you thinking like so I definitely think I'm a little bit, the more I look at the snap counts, the more I look at who's really been putting in a heavy amount of minutes and snaps, I'm I'm kind of surprised by some of the younger players, but hopefully that just means that it'll help further along when we're taking on Washington's and Oregon's and all those next year and moving forward. So hopefully that experience now will go a long ways. And plus, you still have a chance at the West this year. You still have a chance oh, yeah. at eight. Nine wins. I mean, I'm not going to say nine because I'm not. I'm not counting us in that Ohio State game. I know you will talk yourself into it, but uh, I'll get there. I'll I'm get there. I got a couple weeks. 
I'm not <laughs> there. Couple weeks. I'm not there. So there's a possibility of eight wins in my mind. And you know what? Hopefully these young players continue to shine. But I got to move it just to the defense. What are your thoughts on this Minnesota defense? Now, if you look at the numbers, it's not as glowing is what we're used to seeing past defense is 58th in the nation which i actually thought was going to be worse than 58th but 58th right now 35th in the run defense 40th in total defense and 59th in scoring defense in the nation how have you felt about this defense so far so I, that's kind of what i was surprised to see i was before this kind of kind of looking over like you know numbers and where we're at and stuff too and i was actually pleasantly surprised to see statistically wise how much higher I thought we were, you know, or how much higher we were than I thought we were. Right. Um, but I think it, it all comes back to what I, what I talked about before it's, it's being consistent. And, and you said like, there is a lot of younger guys, you know, and we've given up some huge plays in a few games that were just like doy doy. Oh, what there, there should have been a safety over the top there. Where was he? And I think that's kind of still what it comes down to is that like that inconsistentness, like it, it's, it's very, very visible, but I was pleasantly surprised to see how how much higher ranked we were defensively than what I thought. Right. No, I absolutely thought we were like somewhere in like the 80s when it came to yeah. pass defense. And I was like, 50. That's what it feels oh. like, though. That's it's what it feels like. <laughs> right. And there's still opportunities for them to get more improved on that because you think about it, Michigan dropped 52 on us and they had to have over like 500 total yards. So a oh, lot yeah. of that damage is coming from a game like that or North Carolina who got a late score in that game. Otherwise, they probably actually only have 24, but they punched it to 31 with a late score. They had some high yardage. Drake Man. 404 passing yards so it's like those two games have really dinged those numbers so if the gophers can put together efforts like we just saw against iowa or what we've seen against nebraska if they can do that yep. against Illinois, who's not great michigan state who's not great and purdue who's not great you can find yourself back in that top 25 pretty quickly here i agree they really can and that's what i, I think it just it kind of feeds off the whole how the the gear has felt so far like you know we have we have we have wins but it kind of feels like we have no wins like it it, it just <laughs> it's defeating that's kind of how how it is like the defense in that same aspect kind of mirrors that where you know we it feels like we're not playing well but in reality we're not playing horribly it's just a couple of terrible games against very good opponents so Right, right. One thing that popped out to me, last thing on the numbers here before we move into spicy takes and we'll go into the predictions and whatnot. But one thing that I didn't realize is how many turnovers the Gophers have actually created this year. There's only been one game in the entire season so far where they didn't have a turnover forced. So, so far, Nebraska, we had four. Eastern Michigan, we had one. UNC, we had two. Northwestern, we had one. Louisiana, we had two. And Iowa, we had three. So Michigan is the only game we haven't forced a turnover. If they can keep that going, that will keep them in all of these games moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I got to ask you, any spicy takes for Michigan State weekend? It's looking like it's going to be a cold one. Maybe there's some flurries. Hopefully it's not snow flurries. Hopefully it's more like mist. But, you know, it's Minnesota and it's November, October. So it could be snow. It could, it could be, be snow coming up here. That's all right. We're built for it. We're built for it. We'll be fine. Um, I, my my spicy take is it's kind of season based. I think the Gophers compete for the Big West or the Big Ten West, and I, I and I'm saying that as in 
it's kind of a reverse of Minnesota or it's such a Minnesota season. You know, typically it's, wow, we're doing great. We're doing great, doing great. And the season's over now because we, we dropped the ball somewhere. So maybe it's like flipped, you know, we're, we're kind of dropping the ball now. And we already dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> we already dropped it. So we'll, you know, we'll just shape up. We'll shape up and somehow squeak away the West would be, would be great. So that's where I'm going with it. I like it. That reverse mindset. You got to flip it around and maybe that's how we get it done in the final year of being able to get it. And man, it would be the perfect time because then we don't have to hear forever how yep. Minnesota never won the Big Ten West. Because if it doesn't happen this year, that we're going to hear that from Wisconsin fans, from Iowa fans, especially the salty Iowa fans after this last loss. They're going to be like, well, you never won the West. You never won the West. So hopefully somehow, some way. Even with a loss to Northwestern, the Gophers can find a way to bring home that West title. That would be awesome. My spicy take is this week, if Darius Taylor or Zach Evans can't play, or if it's very, very limited touches for whoever can go this weekend, I think this is the week that we see Ethan break 200 passing yards. And even in weird weather, even in the cold, I think that they pass the ball a bit more because they might have to. So that's my spicy take for this weekend. I, I agree with that. That's kind of where that's the direction I was going in with some of my predictions. So, <laughs> all right. So we're going to move it to predictions. Usually we go to over unders here, but we're going to jump into predictions, including score, including offensive player of the game and so much more. That's what's coming up next here at lockdown golden Gophers. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company because Athletic Brews is the real deal. Now, Tristan, I don't know if you've been able to give them a try yet, but you absolutely should because their brews are great tasting and award-winning, but they're non-alcoholic beers that have beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. And they have over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. And best of all, no hangovers. You don't get a hangover with these non-alcoholic beers that taste like the real deal. And you can find them at Athletic Brewing Company's non-athletic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewingcompany.com. Scratch that, athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first online order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout, 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com and near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. And while we are at it, we have to talk about our friends over at Game Time because it is the best place to get tickets on last-minute deals. Now, my Boston Celtics are coming to town next or a week and a half from now, Monday, November 6th. They're going to be here, and you better believe I'm going to be cashing in over at Game Time to get killer deals on last-minute tickets so I can enjoy them whooping down on the Timberwolves. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. On top of that, you can get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. And they have ticket deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even up to an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute deals. Now, I'm a procrastinator, so I love that myself. You can get it over at the Game Time app. Download it today. Create an account and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. But again, use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you create an account over at Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
And I heard you, but it is true, Tristan. They're going to whoop down on the Timberwolves. It's going to happen. <laughs> but we're going to jump back into I that. Was talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking everything in me, not interrupt that ad read. <laughs> hey, man. I was at the one last year, and it was so, so great to watch all the Wolves fans go home sad. But anyways, <laughs> jumping back into the Gophers, we're talking predictions. Instead of over-unders, we'll get to those in a bit. But predictions, the first one we're going to jump into is how many touchdowns does this Gophers offense score? So no defensive touchdowns count, no special teams touchdowns, but we don't have to worry about those because our <laughs> special teams has not been on point. How many touchdowns does this Gophers offense score this weekend? What's your prediction? I'd like to see four touchdowns out of this team. Michigan is, I think, I don't want to get ahead of us. This this could be, this is a bad spot for Minnesota to be in because we're a favorite at home after a super emotional win. And it's just, it, it's, it is a setup for disaster. And I think just because we beat Iowa doesn't mean that we're a superstar team. That was a bad Iowa team. But right, I think right. we still score four touchdowns. I think Michigan state kind of has an offense after watching last year, we kind of just match up well with them is what it seemed like after watching last year. So I'm going to go with four. I am going to go right below you at three. I think the Gophers score three touchdowns. I do think that they're going to get that kicker involved because he's got that golden foot and all that. But overall, I am with you that this is a game that typically would spell for a hangover off of a good victory that you absolutely took over and you got a trophy that you haven't had in forever. But that was something I brought up in the pressers, the presser to coach Fleck on Monday morning asking, how do you not let the guys get distracted? And he had chimed in on it a bit and he, he knows, he knows that student athletes, these kids, they're going to want to celebrate. And that's why they celebrate the way they do. They get it all out on that day. And the day after they let them fully embrace it. So that way, when you come back square one next week, you can move forward, forget about it and move on. So hopefully the guys actually take that to heart and really turn the page heading into this week. So we don't see that kind of hangover, but flipping it over to the defense, who's leading in tackles this week. Also, I forgot to give you your bragging rights. I'll throw them up there on the screen. Now you did win the week eight. So I believe you've got uh, four dubs and we have one tie and I have one dub. I've got some catching up to do here. So what are you thinking for who leads in tackles this week? Uh, tackles this week. I like Kyler ball to make some tackles. Um, I'm kind of, he's actually going to be my, my defensive player of the week because I think he's going to be a game record this week. Um, yeah, that's it, it's just going to be mayhem. He's just going to cause mayhem. So, all right, I'm going to see your Kyler Bot and I'm going to raise you a Jack Henderson. My man is back, he's healthy and he is going. So, we're going to lock him in because he's always in that competition with getting tackles. I think this Michigan State team likes to spread the ball around when they're getting the pass game going, but they really like their running back, Nathan Carter. I think Jack Henderson's going to be all over the field in many situations this game. So, I hope he can bring me that title. Now, we're flipping it to back to the offense receiving yards who is your receiving yards leader i'm gonna lead on this one since you've got the first two picks and you already know who i'm taking <laughs> daniel jackson until any further proof goes on that is the guy who gets the most looks the most targets the most yards and i'm locking him in i am gonna go with chris Ottman bell i he got he got some playing time this week i think he's good or last week obviously and he is i think he's gonna be back in full form he's that's my guy i'm going with him 
I'm here for it. I would love to see more looks, more opportunities for Crab in his final season here. Back to the defense. We're going back and forth. A little bit of a tennis match. Here we go right here. But we're talking sacks. Now, I'm going to pick a name that I haven't really taken too much on this show, but I've just been waiting for him to get ready. And he's been there. And he showed himself really well in that Iowa game. I think he keeps it going. Devin Eastern is my pick. I think he's going to get a sack in this one against this Michigan State youthful quarterback, Caden Hauser. Okay. Okay. I... I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going Danny Strigal again. Danny Strigal. So I'm going to – I think I picked him last week as well, but that's that's what I'll go with. Hey, he got one last week, I'm pretty sure, exactly. and it helped you get that victory, so I can't Strigal. blame you there. That's, now we're going to go B-line, I'm telling you. Yes, yes. We're going to go who scores the first touchdown. You're going to get the first pick. We're each going to take two picks. Last week we both did not get a point here because – we didn't score any touchdowns. So let's get this going. Let's unjinx this touchdown thing. Who's scoring the first one for the Gophers? Uh, going to make me say his name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Brev. We got, he's going to catch one eventually. So there we go. <laughs> All right. I am going to lock it in with Darius Taylor. I think he's going to play. I do. And I could be completely wrong here. You know, we don't find out any information whatsoever. I don't care how, how many sources you have as a media member with the Gophers, you will not know about these injuries. So your guess is as good as mine. I'm going to lock it in. I think he plays on this one. I think they might've been a little bit precautionary seeing Bryce Williams went down for the season, seeing Zach Evans went down. And then if Darius Taylor came off and he maybe like grabbed something or made a funny look or anything, I think PJ's like, okay, get him off. Nope. We need him later this week. Shut him down. Let's like, I could see that more so than it being something crazy serious. So I'm going to go with my gut there and lock Darius Taylor in one more pick for first touchdown. Who you got? Um, oh, Daniel Jackson. That's I mean, right. that's a no brainer. Also, so it's chalk pick. Right. You ready for this one? You ready for this one? I'm gonna cover myself here. If Darius Taylor doesn't play, I'm taking Jordan Newbin. Jordan Newbin, the brother of Tyler Newbin. If Darius Taylor isn't playing, I think he'll be the running back two on this week, and I think he would have the the build to run it in the red zone packages as opposed to a Sean Tyler. So I'm going to lock in JoJo Newbin, hoping he can bring home the bacon. We already did that with the Iowa pick. But anyways, (laughs) let's talk about offensive player of the game. I'm going to lock it in with Ethan as my pick. Like I said, I think he goes over 200 this week. I think they're going to have to pass the ball. And I think that this is a week where maybe we see him start to take more progression, more progress as we go. We saw bits and pieces and flashes in Iowa. And we still saw some hiccups. We saw some dirt balls. We saw some, ugh, what is happening? But I yep. think he's going to start to clean that up more and more over this back half of the season, especially against some of these defenses that aren't amazing, like Michigan State, like Purdue, like Illinois. I think this is the first of many, so I'm going to lock in Ethan. Who you got for your offensive player of the game? I'm still going to stick with – I do I do agree with Ethan that, that it has to be a big game for him this week. He's got to – I want I want him so badly to just have a baller game. Um, I'm going to go with DT. Uh, I think either way, if he does play, like you said, I'm I'm also confident. I'm hoping he'll play. Uh, he's still gonna have a monster game. Like he's he's just so good. There's no stopping him. So and we're still gonna, even if I we do throw the ball more, we're still gonna run. You know, PJ is gonna go back to run at some point. So I'm going DT. 
All right, you've got Kyler Baez, your defensive player of the game. So yep. I'm going to go ahead and lock in Tyler Newbin. I think he's on a rampage right now. He's on a roll, and he's just getting started. He is ready to create some chaos. I think he's going to come up with an interse- interception in this game against the young Caden Hauser. We're locking it in final score predictions before we move into over-unders. What do you got for your final score prediction in this one, Tristan? Final score, I tried to rack my brain around it this this morning. And I got to go – I'm going to go go first cover the spread by a bunch. 34 to 14. Is that enough touchdowns if I said four? Ooh, yes. Baby, yes, that's enough touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You said I just, but I also keep – I keep going back to last year. I keep going back to the last year game where it was like we're in control the entire time and it just felt good. It was fun. I want to do that again. I want to do that again. So you said 34 to 13? 34 to 14. 14. Is that 14? All right. Does that make sense? 34 yeah. is a number. Yeah, that's a football number. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna lock in 24-17. Touchdown game. I think it's right on the line. It's actually a push if you actually take the numbers, which we'll jump into with these over-unders coming up next. But the over-under to wrap up this whole show is gonna be worth it. You're gonna want to stick around because you're gonna be counting along with us this weekend on that one. That's what's coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends, which you can see on the screen as prize picks. Prize picks is this place to be when it comes to daily fantasy sports. So you can test your skills over on the prize picks app this football season and now with basketball as well in the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps. And they've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and then enormous selection of players and stat lines to choose from, which is what makes prize picks number one daily fantasy sports app out there and guess what you can simply press over or under stat totals on prize picks and win up to 25 times your money it's simple it's easy and the nba stats have me going bananas nikola Jokic press over on everything points rebounds assists you name it he's gonna crack it he's got the triple doubles tied or one behind tying lebron james all time and he's only like 28 years old. So that man is on a mission. Go to prizepicks.com slash college or use promo code LockedOnCollege for a first-time deposit match of up to $100. You put in $100, you get $100. That's $200 in your account. $20, $20, $40 in your account. It's free money. It's free money like my guy Tristan Spanford just said. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, we're running with these over-unders. We're going to start with the line. Now, Minnesota, the line is seven points in favor of Minnesota. So that means Minnesota has to win by over a touchdown, not simply a touchdown, but over. Do you think Minnesota will cover? That's the question. I can't say over or under here. I've been saying that, and it's more confusing. So do you think Minnesota <laughs> covers, yes or no? Like I said before, I do think we cover this week. I um it is a spot where we could be in for disaster, like we said, but I'm confident that these guys got everything out of the way. They don't want another Northwestern. They want to, they're going to finish strong. Right. And I have it as a no, I have it right at that push line of seven. Yep. Now you also can kind of see our over under guesses here with that 40 and a half score total, but 
just to let you know, Michigan State's game so far, they've been at 40 or under only two times on the entire season. So taking the over here feels pretty good, even though Minnesota's offense hasn't been high-powered. Michigan State's offense hasn't been amazing. But the games with Michigan State have been in those 20s a lot, and you get over that 40 line. The only two games that have been under 40 points or at 40 points versus Central Michigan University, 38 total points, so two away from that or three away from the over, I guess, in Maryland, which is at 40, which is a push and one point away from the over. I would take the over on this one. Both of us did take the over on this one. So I'm going to move forward to Michigan State's total offensive yards. I'm setting the line at 324.5 yards. So do you think they will go over, meaning they have 325 yards or more, or under with 324 yards or less. And I will let you know that Michigan State averages 325 yards per game. So this this line is right on that number. I am still going to go under. Um, the defense last week looked good. Again, bad Iowa team. I don't want to. I don't want to be over hype on the defense. But we do look solid. They 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 don't look like we don't know what we're doing. So I'm gonna go under. I think we we hold them, kind of shut them down a little bit. I was still as five star recruits on that team. Like those are still dogs on that team. So like we're they're not just slouches. So I'm I'm gonna say under. I'm also gonna follow you with the under on there, but I do think it's gonna be close. I think that Michigan State. I think their young quarterback is better than what we saw of Deacon Hill versus Iowa. I think that there were opportunities for Deacon Hill to hurt us in that second half. Not a ton of them, but at least to continue pushing the ball and he could not make it happen. That was in part to our defensive line that was creating enormous pressure. And we're going to need that pressure again against Caden Hauser, who was a four-star recruit, an elite 11 guy coming out of high school. But again, this is his third start. So I think Joe Rossi is going to throw some packages at him. He's going to throw some looks at him that don't actually look like what the play or the design is going to be. And it's going to catch him off guard. I think we're going to have a couple turnovers in this one. I think we're going to keep him under 325 yards. But speaking of turnovers, the line is one and a half. Do you have over or under on one and a half? So two or more turnovers is an over. Like you said before, I think I think Tyler Newbin, the, the Justin Wall, they're they're flying around this week. I'm gonna go over, um, because I do feel like we're gonna get a couple of picks this week. That would be ideal. So I'm gonna go over on that. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ah, uh, this is tough. I think we're either gonna be right at two or we're gonna have one. I'm gonna try to get the point here. I'm gonna go under away from you and say that we only get one turnover in this week. But I hope for the soul and the heart of this team that we get more than one. Now that being said, sacks, I've been, I put a pretty generous line out there and I don't know if we can make this happen. I have the Gophers at two and a half sacks as the line. So over means we're getting three under means we're getting two or less. What are you feeling on this one last week against Iowa? I believe we had four sacks on the day. So what are we feeling? We did. I going into this, I was really feeling two. But I thought that line would be at like one and a half. I'm <laughs> so I'm just gonna go with what I was thinking. I'm just go under. I'll go under with two. I'll go under at two. So, all right, I'm gonna get crazy. I'm going over. I'm gonna say the Gophers get three sacks in this game. I'm gonna say that this Michigan State line isn't any better than the Iowa line that we just played. And they're going to find a way. They're going to be ready. They're going to be hungry. And look, Coach Winston DeLatibadier has that dojo going crazy. I am excited for it. He's got me ready to run through a wall. I think this defensive line is going to eat this weekend. 
I love it. I love it. All right, final two. Now, like I said, the last one is the best one. But first, before that, number of pass yards for the Gophers this week. I've got the line set at 174.5. So that means 175 is the over. Uh, 174 less is the under. You already know I said over. I think Ethan's getting 200 this week. But what are you feeling with this game? Oh, that line is so tricky. Because uh, it, right, it is right where it's realistic. But I think we're going to score 34 points, so I think we're going to throw it a lot. I'll go over with you. I'll go over with you. I don't want to go under. It's the worst. <laughs> All right. You you ready for this line? You ready for the yeah. last over-under right here? All right. So the number of times that the average Minnesota fan says, what are we doing in this <laughs> game? I'm setting the line at three and a half times. Three and a half. Are you going over or are you going under? I am hammering the over, and that's only based on how many times we run the ball on third and eight. It's third and eight that kills me. And so if we're at third and eight at any point in the game, you already know I've said it. Because I just right away, I'm, we're going to run. And we run. Like, what? Oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under just because I'm gonna take the under, so we have to count it. The way we're gonna get this point now, you are personally gonna count how many times you ask yourself that question. I'm personally gonna ask my count myself. Then we're gonna take our number and find the average, and that's gonna give us our thing. But also, don't cheat. Don't be like, oh, what are you doing? I, I, oh, <laughs> I won't. I won't. Usually, you hear it through text message because as soon as right, we're doing something true. crazy, I shoot the text true. like, what? What? What are we doing here? <laughs> Regardless, hopefully, regardless of how many times we say, what are we doing this weekend? The Gophers walk away with a victory. Both of us are predicting one. Gophers make us look smart this weekend. That's going to do it for us on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, row the boat, Scotty Mago Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe. This is Kane Rob and Tristan Fanboard signing off.